I have come here to Krakosia, and I'm all out of bubble. Really licked his ass. Are you watching closely? Hello and welcome to Midnight Showing. I'm Nash, that's Luke, and this week the movie we watched at midnight was David Cronenberg's Existence. Was it worth it? That's what we're here to tell you, and don't worry, we will notify you before we start spoiling. Luke? Set in a time when technology was rapidly improving and we had no idea where the hell the future was going, we meet Allegra. Side effects may include nausea, diarrhea, upset stomach, and so forth. <laughs> who is a master game designer testing out her new game with a group of individuals. But of course, being a Cronenberg film, the video game is not something you can buy for your PS2. Instead, it's a hyper-virtual reality experience that often blends the lines of what's real and what's not. As you can assume, the more we play the game, the more these lines get blurred. Tell me about that trailer, Nash. Yeah, the trailer, I... Oof. I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, it kind of describes the movie incorrectly, I think. It's a, it's an aggressively 90s trailer, by the way, um, which is probably your first warning about this movie. It is an aggressively 90s <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> Exactly. It's got that soundtrack, and it's got the classic action movie voice, narrator guy, and... You know, I don't want to reveal too much because this is before spoilers, but I'd say it makes the movie seem more intense than it actually is in the trailer. Fair enough, man. So um, we are, we are, I don't think we've done this before, doing two directors back to back on purpose like this. But I mean, we watched Scanners a few weeks ago. And I just really liked my boy Cronenberg and I felt like he was going to be a real producer of movies that would be good for this podcast. And based on Scanners and Existence, I think my hypothesis was correct um <laughs> but also you gotta respect Cronenberg because he writes most of these movies he also wrote scanners he wrote this Definitely. one he wrote the uh the fly screenplay i'm pretty sure um so you know it's a, a huge undertaking to direct a feature film but also a huge undertaking to write one so we got a lot of respect for Cronenberg up here at the midnight showing show yeah uh for those who have been listening you know that we really enjoyed the last Cronenberg movie watch which was scanners we liked extreme measures um, but for those, you know, they're a little bit new to the show. He's also, uh, directed Jason X and the fly. So those are two of his other larger movies. Um, but Luke, tell me about who's in this movie. Well, we got Jennifer Jason Lee playing, um, Allegra Geller, hilarious name in my opinion. Uh, you definitely know her from from movie <laughs> truth too. She was in a she was in a hate hate hateful eight. She was a Domagru in a hateful eight. Then we got uh, Jude Law, a very young Jude Law playing uh, Ted Peichel. You know my parents. My parents named my brother Michael. They ran out of ideas. <laughs> they named me Peichel. And then we got uh, the late Ian Holm playing Kiri. Uh, pretty small role, and then of course I had to add Willem Dafoe. It's not William. Just learned this today that it's Willem Dafoe playing Gas. 
What's Gas's <laughs> occupation? Well, obviously, he works at a gas, gas station. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, dude, the cast for this movie is not large at all. In fact, like in the last scene, not going to spoil anything, but they kind of make a point of how it's really only Jennifer Jason Lee and Jude Lodge's story. So this isn't a huge star-studded uh, film, but, you know, we, 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 we got some people sprinkled in here and there. Yeah. Um, the theme for this movie... It was a little tricky for this one, um, but I think we settled on distinguishing who you are. Yeah, distinguishing who you are and possibly even a less um, introspective no. version of that. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I mean, like distinguishing not only who you are, but how you interact with the world around you, perhaps. Would you, would you agree with that, at least? Yeah, yeah, because it definitely is there's distinguishing realities and that's definitely a major part of it. So, Luke, thumbs up or down for this uh, one? It's going to be a thumbs up. I did like it, but it's kind of an average thumbs up for me. This definitely wasn't my favorite movie that we've watched on this podcast. And I'll spoil it right now that Scanners is for sure the better watch than Existence. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Thumbs down, <laughs> damn, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was expecting it, honestly, but we, we can get into it. Yeah, Luke, before we get into it, we have this. All right, so you want to hear some real time quotes that came out of yes, our mouths? Yes, I I need I need to hear this. <laughs> uh, quote quote one while real time watching the movie. He had a gun in his demon nipple. <laughs> <laughs> or my, my personal favorite, a gun that shoots teeth. <laughs> It, I oh my god! I'm fairly certain I I said the demon nipple yeah, thing. No, just, <laughs> I, 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 it shoots teeth. I was, <laughs> I was overwhelmed by that. Yeah, little gamepad. But I mean, um, which that's that's a good that's a good segue into like the overall aesthetic for this movie, right? Wouldn't you say? I would. I would say that this movie could totally not be weird. But because it's a Cronenberg movie, it has those weird elements to it. But if it wasn't directed by him, I feel like the story could stand alone and not be like w- way worse. You know what you, you know you know what I'm trying to say? Like the fact that Cronenberg's name is on this definitely affects all that weird stuff. Yeah, I definitely feel like honestly, another director doing this movie, it would have been even worse. I feel that it, it would have been like heavily driven by cgi when it was unnecessary and it wasn't really the point yeah well i mean hey let's let's start there since that's a that, that's a, a positive i think that we both have for the movie is that yeah. even though it's a this is a gamer movie this is a movie for all you gamers out there like um, every, <laughs> every time they get into a lower level of the video game where it, it's the closest thing i could think of was like that virtuosity movie we watched where the the tech was kind of mm-hmm. there but not really it still kind of had that 90s feel of like we don't quite have cgi figured out yet yeah i thought it was really interesting and awesome and again another reason why it's good to be a Cronenberg movie is because he didn't cheap out on any cheap CGI effects in fact I think like the only CGI thing that was in there was that tiny little mutated cricket monster thing and that actually looked really good I thought that looked awesome for being um like a 1999 movie or whatever so I'd say one one of yeah. the best parts about this movie is the overall aesthetic that Cronenberg stuff and that it doesn't try to shove a bunch of CGI BS down your throat just because it's a video game movie. 
Yeah, and it would really have like a horrible aesthetic, I think. That that was probably like one of the worst parts about um the movie you just mentioned that I'm totally Virtuosity. About. Virtuosity. That that like that was the biggest pull away was that CGI, which for the time, I mean, it was supposedly incredible. We live in a new age where, you know, Marvel ninety nine percent of the movie you're seeing is CGI and you don't know. So that's definitely that. And definitely the fact that it's like only that one thing that's like CGI, like you can throw some budget in there and it's just one thing. Yeah. You don't have to worry about dedicating so much of your budget to CGI and the crap out of the movie, which I feel like happens a lot in these virtual reality concepts, you know? Yeah, I you know, I almost feel like the inception of a virtual reality video game movie idea is that you're going to try to push the limits for like a ton of stuff you're trying to shove down there. But that's really not what this movie is. In fact, I'd say this movie tries to be a little bit more introspective over just being a big budget action film. But yeah, you know, I I think. I think the pull away from that idea is that the introspection I don't think is very nuanced. Do you kind of want to take take that on on that one? No, I think that's a that's probably God. That was a very good way to put that. Thank you. Because it, it doesn't seem like super unique in what you're seeing. It, it's like so. There's no the lack of the CGI. So the game looks the exact same as the real life. So it's very hard to distinguish it, right? Yeah. Which, which is, is kind of the point. Yeah, which is the whole point. Whereas other movies, I, we were going to bring it up at some point, but The Matrix. Yeah. Where it's, you know, like, you could tell the CGI a mile away. You could back then, too. It didn't look, it doesn't look bad, you know. It really didn't look bad back then, but... It was very distinct. The aesthetic was so different from, quote unquote, the real world. Yeah. You know, in this one, it's literally you don't know. That's the whole damn point. The only thing that lets you know is these the awkward dialogue exchanges that kind of happen. Yeah. And it's kind of like that's that's probably the best thing I think about the writing. Gosh, I'm being so nice in the beginning. <laughs> the best thing about the writing, I think, is how they mislead you with that. Yeah. Because they don't make it clear that, like, only the NPCs talk like that. Yeah, they may, they they make, like, Jude Law say some things offhand, too, that he's like, I did not mean to say that. Why did that happen? Yeah, so you really question everybody that has dialogue if they're, like, a real person or not. Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I think I think the issue with it, though, is that because the first scene we see is them within the video game um, and then them going into the video game, we think those are the stakes for the movie. She's on the run from these people who want to kill her for creating this insane virtual reality experience. I forget what the exact quote is, but they are not a fan of someone distorting our reality and they consider it a sin essentially. And they have to like faith face God's wrath or whatever. Right. So like we start, yeah. we start right there 
and I'm going to compare it to a movie that everybody's seen, Inception. Um, you could probably co possibly call this a prelude to, to Inception, where it's a video game inside of a video game inside of a dream inside of a video game, right? Inception t is like yeah. a two and a half hour movie that takes its time setting all that up. So by the time you're going into the different levels of stuff, you understand the stakes in the real world. Cronenberg uh, chose to not have those stakes be revealed until the very end of the movie. And so for me, you know, the first half hour I thought was really tight with William Defoe's character as gas introducing the world. They gaslight us a little bit because you think that he's going to get pushed into her video game and he's going to start tripping automatically and they kind of make you wait for it a little bit. Then when they're finally in the video game, it's so much like real life. It's confusing which level of the video game you're in, which was intentional. But because the yeah. stakes weren't established for me at that point, once they're in the video game, it's kind of hard to care about what's going on. A, because the video game itself doesn't feel that interesting. And B, we yeah. don't know what they're doing. Like, we don't know why this is important other than that she needs someone friendly to play the game with. And it's like, someone just tried to shoot yeah. you in the head. Shouldn't you be worried about some other stuff right now? Yeah, it it was very very weird. Which the thing is, it's it's like being weird isn't bad. It's is there like structure to it? And it seems like there wasn't. Yeah, and I mean, video games weren't a new thing back then. Now, this was like not. This was like ninety nine. A ton of stuff was already out. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't super long ago. So it's like the concept you know, of that kind of storytelling in video games was there, was present. So to have it be so uninteresting is really kind of the biggest letdown. I'm also going to make a comment on how in Inception, they do this, they they sort of leave clues to know when it's a dream or not. Yeah. Right? Like, if you, like the first time you watch it, tons of confusion, totally understandable. You go back and watch it again the second time, you pick up a lot of stuff on how, oh, this is very plainly a dream. Like, this is a dream, there's evidence, this is a dream, there's... In this, you have no chance to understand it to the last ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's 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 really intentional, which almost bothers me a little bit, because I feel like it could have been a lot more nuanced in these ideas. And even the theme that you and I picked out, I feel like isn't even that strong of a theme in the movie, when in reality, I feel like it could have been like the underlining tone of the whole thing. But again, the stakes just don't feel really important to me. So it was hard for me to understand, like what's really going on and then by the time that they're in the ski cabin and everything is setting on fire and they're like wait are we in the video game right now it should be like a bomb drop moment but instead it was just more confusing and like not in a good way you know there's movies that confuse you in a good way that like get you excited about it this to me was more lackluster i i guess yeah and i think i think that the fact the stakes are sort of undefined like that probably plays the biggest role of it. Because if you think even about virtuosity, think about the Matrix, when you're going, you think about Inception, when you're going into that, like, dream game state, whatever, the stakes are still life or death. The rules have changed slightly where, oh, I can jump higher, I can hit harder, I can make a gun appear. They've changed like that to make it, you know, 
more fantastical than real life, but your life is still at stake. Whereas at this one, I honestly felt like nothing was ever high stakes because I felt like it was just a game, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. And even even in the moments where it wants to trick you, like where William Defoe is like about to shoot her with like the shotgun or or whatever, like that that those mo- those moments are really fleeting. And so because I don't know. I, I I feel like because she's so obsessed with the video game the whole time, you don't like. It's almost hard. It's hard to read her character too. So I don't know. Like I I I almost don't know what yeah. to say about it because it kind of feels like a ton of stuff that just happened. Yeah, and it it the good thing about her character, or not a good thing, but a good point you made about her character. It's just, I don't care about any of those characters. They all seem kind of bratty and annoying, and I don't really like them. And every side character we encounter is, like, immediately unimportant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, I guess I guess that could be uh, uh, explained with the fact that it is a video game, and they're not the stars of the video game. Even in, in that final scene, you hear the guy... Um, who I think that was the guy from The Leftovers, and he was like, yeah, my character had a lot in that first scene, but overall, I just found it kind of boring. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I kind of found it a little boring, too, dude, you know? So it's almost, it's yeah. almost like it was, he, Cronenberg was, like, aware about the issues that were going to come from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, that felt like... I think that was a very good joke. I think that was a very good joke they made in an acting sense, you know, because they're admitting, yeah, I was just this actor in the in one scene. Yeah, well, William Defoe's like, I loved my one scene, but then I, I was kind of bummed that I, I got killed yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's such a shame. And you know what the worst part is? The trailer totally ruins him being evil. Does it? Yeah. It doesn't even show you at all him being good. It shows him what it literally shows that part where he has the shotgun and says five million dollars is a lot of money for your body. <laughs> so if you walk into the trailer, you don't even think you don't even care if he's you know he's evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So I mean, do you wanna you tell me tell me your opinion on the actual Cronenberg stuff, dude? What did you think of like the weird egg sack video game players and like all the very odd sexual tension and moist hole stuff going on with people's spinal cords? <laughs> how did you how how did you yeah. like the Cronenbergness of this Cronenberg film? I would say I think the worst thing was like the game console itself that she was making a big deal about. Yeah, because I I think it was more distracting than it was impressive effects wise. I feel that the way that they just like like finagle it and they're just like rubbing the skin sacks like kind of sexually. It's like fucking weird, man. It really is. It is weird. It it looks like like a a teeth and they're just kind of like rubbing (laughs) this teeth ball. And it it's. It is a little uncomfortable, and it's just so distracting. Because <laughs> it's like, is that the controller? Because half the time they don't even touch it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, what is... Wh- what? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I did I did find... I found the... Um, 
the like um the importance of like video gaming and she even says like you can get these done at the mall you know like i i found that interesting in itself like that idea that like people are just going towards video games because it's more interesting and easier than real life and i think we still even see themes of that in a lot of virtual reality stuff but again like i felt like that idea wasn't really built upon too much and similar to like a lot of ideas in the movie where it's kind of just like weird stuff happening that is occasionally weird and you can kind of even relate that to the video game thing we just said where like it's just distracting overall because it's just people rubbing these weird like egg sacks and stuff i did like though at at the end how they pull out and it's more (laughs) kind of like a plastic thing that goes around your head when they pull out very funny um you you, you, you know what i mean though like um yeah no i i did enjoy that part too it seemed more honed in reality but also another thing you brought up with how the people are just like oh this game changed my life oh oh it's so interesting if you're gonna say that it probably should be yeah exactly (laughs) and that's kind of the biggest downfall is like they hype up how cool and crazy the game world is and then they do it and it's it it's not impressive yeah well dude the whole time you don't know that the first video game world is the first video game world so you're not even paying that close attention to it so then you'd expect that second level when they're in the video game shop to be like a little bit more interesting possibly like more of like um a hub you know like video games that have the 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 lobby hub where you go in there and like find different quests and things like that but i mean i guess that that over that's like i don't know i'm i'm conflicted because like in terms of a movie it's going one way but if it was a video game i feel like it would go a different way so maybe there could have been more of a balance between it playing out like an actual video game and playing out like the movie that it was you know like i'm 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 interested in what cronenberg's idea for the movie was if it's supposed to mirror the two things or if he wasn't even that into video games i I, I don't know i should have researched right (laughs) yeah well that's the thing to me is it's it's like a, a video game from the perspective of someone that's never played a video game. Yeah, right? Like, like okay, r- realistically, when they get into the third level of video game, what, they're in... I They're in the, the mutant um, chopping facility, which I did find interesting. I, th- I thought the mutant stuff yeah, and cool. the idea that, like, the video game itself is trying to implode on itself with the spores at the end and everything. I thought all that stuff was interesting, but then they go to the Chinese restaurant... He makes the gun, which is a cool scene, but it doesn't really amount to anything. Then they're like, yo, you mess you mess that up. Go back and like respawn, which was, again, a cool idea. But there wasn't enough emphasis on the changes that you have to make or the way the video game interacts with you. You know, it's almost like yeah. the plot of the movie is playing the video game instead of a plot surrounding the video game. You know what I mean? And because the plot itself is playing the video game, I think that's where the problem with the stakes is because we're just playing a video game. You know, like to us, it doesn't feel real and we don't understand why it's real at all in the real world. So instead of like having this crazy story around the importance of the video game, we're in the game itself, which again was the point, but I don't know. I just, I don't know if, if the point translated well for me. I don't, for me, I don't think it did just because it didn't, there wasn't any type of, it didn't seem like there was a plot. 
you know? Yeah, and even even in the video game itself, I didn't understand what the plot exactly. was. Exactly. Th- that's that's probably the the most confusing thing for me is like there wasn't a plot in the video game. Dude, like it was just like a collection of random thoughts. The plot is like she doesn't want her game to be erased forever. But we don't know why that it, like that only matters to her. Like it's not like the thing is gonna like cure a disease or anything, you know? She literally just wants to play her video game. Like that's is that Yeah, we're told we're told it's the coolest thing ever made and literally life changing. And then what is it? He makes a gun out of the Chinese food he eats and shoots a guy. Yeah, and then they're like, "Yo, you shouldn't have done that." And he's like, "Oh, dang." And I mean, like, the, the, I guess the the point of that was that like he almost tried to kill her, so she knew that he was the assassin in that moment, and then he just had to redirect that somewhere else. But I mean, again, it just because the stakes weren't there, I th- I think it just fell fell short in the in the end. I mean, and it make it makes her comment at the end like, "I did it. Did I win?" Yeah. Like it makes that seem like okay, so she knows there are rules to this. Why don't we know what the rules are in any way? Yeah, right, and we're we're given to believe that they don't even like really understand what's going on. Um, a, a part I really did like though was the comparison of it being like a drug addiction, where he didn't want to be involved in the video game at all, and then when he finally is, and he comes back to the real world. And he's like, I have no idea what's going on. And she's like, I know that's the fun of it, right? And she was like, Yeah, I, I, I just tricked you into a hardcore drug addiction, bro. You're never gonna understand reality <laughs> yeah. again. Sorry. Yeah, is it? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. How is that fun? Yeah. Which again, I mean, like when you explain it like that, it's a pretty cool idea for a movie. I think. I think the execution just um, it felt. I feel like I don't know. It could have. It definitely could have had a better understanding of how video games actually function. And how those stakes could have been used to make us like care about what was happening instead of just thinking it was a fake video game. Yeah, well, let, let's do two things right here, cause the title, all right, cause it's aggressively late nineties, right? Existence, existence, or it's like a company nowadays where it's just a word spelled wrong. <laughs> Edgy. Hey, the X and the Z. <laughs> exactly yeah oh cool like (laughs) come up up with a normal word um that so it's about you know existing right yeah human existence that's what it has to mean because that's what the freaking title is in this video game world and the theme we've we've said is that it's about distinguishing like who you are knowing who you are as a person, right? Mm. And I think that lines up pretty well with what we see in the dialogue, and especially with the title. I don't think it does a good job of wrangling with that question. Yeah. Possibly could improve on its existentialism. <laughs> God, I hate <laughs> you. But, but you know what I mean? Because it doesn't... It, it It feels like there's too much direction in the video game like they he loses so much control yeah everybody loses so much control in that video game and you only get a few moments where they're like questioning their existence when they're out of it where it's like it kind of gets pushed back but it that should be like the that seems like it's trying to be the forefront of the movie because i don't i swear to god i don't know what else is (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you know like well what else could it be about and it doesn't that 
point doesn't get pushed out too much. Yeah. No, dude, it's really just things happening. And then at the end, they're like, oh, yo, are we still in the video game? I don't know. You know what I did think was interesting was in that final scene after they all take out the video game stuff, a lot of the people are like staring at these like little tablet screens like in the room, not talking to each other. And I, I thought I thought that was some very good foreshadowing of our own reality, Mr. Cronenberg. I don't know how intentional that was. <laughs> Cronenberg invented the iPad. Yeah. So let's uh, let's 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 get into that ending for a second. Just I'll, I'll ask you straight up: Are you convinced at the end that it's literally the same ending as Inception, but with less nuance? Are 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 you convinced that the the top spinning on the table in Inception? is the same situation as right here in, in existence where we don't know if it's still a video game or not. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, yeah, no, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like it was it was too messy on the way there to really take it too seriously. Yeah, that that's what I'd say. And I'd harken back to that point where you've got an inception. You've got that understanding like of what to look for you know, to know if it's real or not. Yeah. And there's a huge focus on when he finally does spin that top, if it's actually a dream or not. Yeah. Like, there's there's so much emphasis on that. But for this, I can see why why you would think that, because two reasons. It doesn't seem like they'd be able to kill that guy at all with the dialogue that he has, right? Yeah. And them at the end yelling. And everybody just kind of stands there and watches in the same way that, you know, how what happened in the Chinese restaurant when he shot the waiter. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. Like yeah. that. I, I get why you'd say that, but I, I didn't have enough driving force to get there or to care. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And I think that point you made about um, Inception establishing what's the real world is 100% not present in this movie because they literally don't show that final church scene until we're at the end of the movie. So, yeah, weird. And, and I need uh, I need to know that, you know, I need to know some sort of boundaries and without having that any sort of boundaries established. It. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's too sloppy. You know what I mean? Because even, even the the scene before we find out that they're going to be in the church when it's um it's nighttime at like the ski avalanche place and then the dude comes in with the gun and um Pykele is like, he's in the video game. How is that even possible? And then she's the, the part where you said she's like, I, did I win the game? Did I win the game? Like that scene itself was even like, it wasn't a moment where it clicked for us. It was just more confusing. And I feel like that moment was, yeah. should have been the moment when it clicked. And then when the church benches show up in the virtual reality, that could have been the moment that we were like, yo, that was it. But again, instead, that whole um, attack on the ski lodge where they were staying was just confusing. And then it just turns out to be like uh, a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because when you when you, when you picture like an, a a '90s movie doing like a virtual reality with everything, you like kind of picture something like the last action hero. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you expect that goofiness that we see in that that scene in the ski lodge before the the they wake up or come out of the game. We expect like a lot of that, and so to not see that really at all in any way, and then to get a little bit of it at the end, it's kind of like. 
like it's too little too late you know like you should have i i'm not i'm not convinced yeah i'm i'm yeah no i'm really just not convinced but i mean dude at the at the end of the day i still don't think it's an overtly bad movie i just think that it kind of missed on some of the cylinders that it was trying to fire on you know what i mean like like I, I I wouldn't knock anybody for this like being one of their favorite movies just because they enjoy the aesthetic of it, the weird gun, the video game stuff. Like I like I I don't think this is uh like I like this movie is like a solid like six or seven. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's not unwatchable. It's not what are they doing the whole time? But once you get to the end, it's kind of just like un unsatisfying. You know, like at at the end of Scanners, you're like, what just happened? We had a whole ten minute conversation about like if it was actually him who turned into like Michael Ironside or or whatever. And in this one, it's just like. Ooh, was it a video game the whole time? And there's, I, I don't know. I just, I, the nuance isn't there for me. And I don't want to like trash this movie too bad because I did enjoy it while we were watching it. But at the end of the day, I just, I don't, I don't think it's a movie that would transcend the sands of time, which is what Midnight Showing is trying to do for these movies. Yeah, those like those last two scenes, they really sort of throw you out of like the consistency of what we've been watching. Yeah. And I, I don't think in a good way because that is that kind of cheesy video game scene that we expect when the whole movie hasn't been like that, you know? So yeah, it, none, none of none of the video game stuff was cheesy up until then. You're it right. It didn't, it didn't seem like it had enough commitment, not by like a little bit, you know, that it's like it needed a little bit more commitment. Yeah, but not a lot. And that's kind of the issue, I think. So you made the point about rewatching Inception and understanding it the next time r r without taking your own bias of the movie into your opinion. Do you think? <laughs> I'm yeah, <going> <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's just part of being a human. Right. But anyway, like, do you think that there's any value in watching this movie again and picking up on something you possibly did the first time? Or are you pretty certain that? the nuance just isn't there. I, I'm going to say, I don't think the nuance is there. And the biggest, probably more important than that is there isn't anything driving me to do it with how the characters work, you know, like inception, the matrix, you want to sort of see those characters more to notice more about them. Cause they're interesting. They're unique, you know, like the matrix, the, uh, the Oracle, yeah. right. A side character, super interesting character though. In, in, in existence, you know, who's the super interesting side character. There really isn't one. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Because it's just, it's just her and um, Pykel, and I mean, at the end, we find out that they're kind of crazy too, you know. So like, yeah, it's really nutty. Yeah, no, and you're, you know, the I I did think it was it was kind of funny when um the first guy they meet in the um video game store that gets them to the next level, she was like, ah, oh, he was just a bad character. That writing was bad. He had a weird design in his accent. That was just a bad one. We'll we'll fix that around. Then the next time, it's the guy who's a little bit more approachable. That could have been the Oracle character, you know? Could could have been kind of like an all-seeing yeah. thing that could have just given us more context to the video game itself. You know, there, there needed to be more context, more 
more emphasis on a lot of stuff. I don't know. I feel like we're running in circles a little bit. Like I didn't hate this movie, yeah. but I wanted it to be cooler, man. And it it, just, it wasn't as cool as I wanted it to be. And, and before I cl- like close this out, I do like comparing this to the matrix, you know, I, I'm not trying to do that too aggressively. I think it's hard to compare the matrix to a lot of movies. It's a, it's a crazy movie. It broke a lot of barriers. Um, it what it does do unique i think it does pretty well by not trying to slap on the cgi without trying to give you a super familiar setting i think that was the part but again just need a bit more commitment from it i totally agree i do i would say i would say that's the saving factor of this movie not being like a classic 90s like shit show you know essentially yeah. like, i think i think that's the real thing that lets this movie age well enough for us to watch it and not be totally turned off but again we're just critiquing it so you know yeah no that's a that's a good point it's like the fact that it isn't how the trailer describes it is really it's probably its biggest benefit yeah so existence capital x capital z <laughs> it's a sci-fi movie of the late 90s for sure um i assume that the targeted audience with all the video game plot devices and the r rating played into the fact that it had a pretty bad overall box office flop um was it deserving of the flop i think it kind of was the story's hard to follow for a kind of cheesy ending that seems like it shouldn't have worked out with the real lead programmer's dialogue leading up to his assassination like obviously the confusion of knowing what's real or not is part of the plot, but I personally think the whole it was a dream the whole time without giving the audience a chance to discover that up until the very end is kind of sloppy writing. The movie also, you know, came out after The Matrix, so obviously that's going to affect its rating and its box office just because competing in sci-fi a few days after that gets released would be incredibly difficult. Uh, <laughs> being a Cronenberg film, the special effects in this movie are top-notch, but that's kind of really where the positives end on the large scale. The characters are not likable or that intriguing, and most of the time I found myself asking why they're playing this really uninteresting video game right now. It leaves you with a lack of overall care for what's going on in a plot that doesn't seem to try to do anything new. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, <laughs> I mean, William Dafoe as gas is definitely one of the best parts of the movie. So just watch that one scene with Willem Dafoe playing gas. Greatest yeah. name of all time. Playing. Yeah, that that's another thing we never mentioned were the names in yeah. this movie. What is up with the names? <laughs> Allegra, in this gas, Michael. <laughs> They're all pure, pure chaos. Yeah. <laughs> But with all that being said, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, message us at Midnight Showing Podcast on Instagram or email Midnight Showing with Luke and Nash at gmail.com. Stay in the loop for upcoming episodes and offer suggestions for the movies we watch and future content we can bring to you. Be sure to check us out at ambiguouspodcastlegions.com. And next week's episode features the layer cake. And with that, Remember your donations. Keep the blue lights on. No, it's not infected. It's just excited. It wants action. <laughs> Allegra licks her finger and sticks it into the bio part. <laughs>
that just kept going. It kept flowing and it evolved into more that I didn't like. You didn't even mention the, the little lick into the hole, dude. The hole? Yeah, they're lubing up that nonstop.